1: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
2: Good afternoon. Right on, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North.
0: With your hosts, David
1: Hall.
2: There has been a lot in what promises to be a busy offseason, whether it's speculation over the number one draft pick and Justin Fields being traded, or the execution of the closing on the land in Arlington Heights. And Dan Weeder, The 2023 Bears are made for the offseason. They are a dream in terms of content, in terms of debates, in terms of talking points, in terms of developments. We're just getting started. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast. I'm David Hall, along with Adam Sadzinski. This is our draft night reaction pod, and there's a lot to react to. Adam, the Bears trade down from 9 to 10. They do it with the Eagles, and they take Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from the University of Tennessee. He will be a guy that likely stays on the right side. He will be an offensive lineman that gives them an anchor. He will be somebody who solidifies a unit that needs solidifying, he fills a need. And yet, Adam, you know Chicago, you know Bears fans. I think that there will be Friday around town, more debate over why the Bears traded down and passed on Jalen Carter than there will be how Darnell Wright fits into the scheme.
0: Yeah, I I think that's probably going to be a huge topic of discussion as well. And, you know, honestly, I'm kind of surprised myself that they did that. Uh, you know, I, when, when, when Jalen Carter was available at nine, I, I, I know that the Bears like Donald, right? Like every, the reporting that we've heard and the rumors that we've heard leading up to the draft kind of pointed to the fact that they like him. It makes sense. Like you mentioned, you know, he's a walk-in starter, at right? Tackle. And, but you know, again, I was still kind of surprised that they decided to move back off of Jalen Carter, who is thought of as maybe the best player player in the draft ranked as the best player in the draft before you consider the off-field issues then again i think it's fairly clear that when you look at how little compensation they got to move back from nine to ten it was a 2024 first round pick right from the eagles fourth round fourth round pick yeah and so and, and it'll
2: be a lower and, first and, fourth round. And, yeah,
0: no, it'll definitely, round yeah, and, yeah. Unless something goes terribly wrong for the Eagles. Right. This year. So, so, uh, so, and so and the, the, and the last thing I was saying that I think it's fairly clear based on that. And the, that the bears wanted nothing to do with Jalen Carter. That's I think that I think it's as simple as that. And I don't think Ryan Poles will ever say that, but I think his actions I, tell us what they thought.
2: I don't think he has to say it. I think it's fairly obvious. Jalen Carter dropped in a way that not everybody expected. I think when you saw at the top of the draft, the way the Texans were aggressive in, first of all, taking the quarterback, which I didn't Mm -hmm. really know if they were going to be (laughs) wise enough to grasp the obvious. And then they go for Will Anderson and they give up a a, a small fortune, which Mm -hmm. I understand as well. But the way the the draft fell and the surprises along the way, all of a sudden there's Jalen Carter at number nine. And he fell for the reasons I think the Bears could relate to. There were too many risks involved in taking somebody um, who, whose past just was either too erratic or unreliable for them to invest that kind of hope and money into his future. So I think a couple things, real quick. Mm-hmm. The Bears are in the. We're not in the, the Bears were not in the position the Eagles are in to take that kind of risk. They don't have the veterans. In the, in the locker room to to be the, the, the guys who show the way. They don't have a team that just won an NFC championship. They don't have a general manager who has gotten to, you know, three Super Bowls with three different, basically, cores. And when you are drafting your first first-round draft pick, you're going to be risk-averse. Trading down one spot, and get even even for as little as a fourth-round draft pick, next year showed you, told you, reminded you, that Ryan Poles is doing this for the first time. Remember, this is the general manager who expressed relief when he traded from one to nine because he no longer had the burden of having the first overall pick. He wanted to go into this draft taking a safe, smart secure approach that's what darnell wright represents over 40 starts in college got a little nasty in them the number one rated offensive tackle according to brian baldinger on this draft board a lot of other guys may disagree but adam i think that i understand it and i i felt like all along i was leery of jalen carter so i'm not going to criticize a move that i probably would have made myself in trading down
0: Right. And, and you know, and I, I, I agree with that. Totally. Like, I think that I was fairly out on Jalen Carter after his pro day. And I also think that when you listen to the bears, Ryan polls, Matt Iberflus, particularly Matt Eberflus with, with the his principle, I don't think that the Jalen Carter that, and, and we don't, we haven't talked to Jalen Carter personally. Like we don't know, we only know what we've heard publicly. So I, I don't want us to necessarily judge him as a person, but what we know of him as a player on the field and what we've seen on, from his pro day and the actions off the field that we know about, he doesn't fit what Matt Eberflus is trying to build right now with this hits principle, this culture that he's trying to build. And that's not to say that Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter might end up being probably willing up being a really good player for the Philadelphia Eagles. But as you said, when you consider everything that the Bears, when you consider the position the Bears still find themselves in, Darnell Wright is the safe pick. He's he, As we said, he's, he's, he's your starter at right tackle. And you don't even have, to, unless something goes horribly wrong in the last next few months, he's going to be your day one starter at right tackle. And it, it removes a lot of questions on the offensive line, I think. Because right now, we can pretty much pen in your 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 in tackles, Braxton yep. Jones at left, and Darnell, Jones, Darnell Wright,
2: right, Darnell Wright. Wright. Darnell Jenkins, there it is, Nate Davis, yeah. right? Yes, okay. yeah. Darnell yeah. And, Wright and, and... will be on the right side. You know, yes, yeah. that's, that's yeah. It'll be easy to remember the right tackle. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> so and Cody like Whitehair in the middle. Okay. So there's your starting yeah. five in theory. And Adam, remember, Dan and I were kidding. By the way, Dan's working feverishly at Hallis Hall. He'll weigh in with his response later, but. We talked about how much faith the Bears have in Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach, and this move reflects that. This is a move mm-hmm. that adheres to the coach em up club principles, not the hits principle, but they think they can coach this group with two really young offensive tackles into being something that can grow with Justin Fields and grow with this young offense that is suddenly more dynamic on the perimeter with the addition of DJ Moore and in the backfield, with the you know, I think Dante Foreman and and whoever else they get, but also sturdy up front because they had nowhere to go but up.
0: And, and yeah, they, you're right. They that offensive line can't get much worse than it was last year. And I think I think that regardless of what anyone thinks of passing on Jalen Carter or you know anything around that, I think we can all agree that unless Darnell Wright is a massive bust, the Bears' offensive line got better. Today, tonight, right? And, right, Darnell Wright, right? right? Yeah, that's, that's, I love that. So, <laughs> makes it really easy. So, it, it, and, and something else I wanted to, to, to bring up was, and, and this was in an appearance that Brian Baldinger made on the Mullion Haw show on the score before he was on uh, Take the North. He, he said that, I mean, he talked about Darnell Wright just being this nasty mauler who, who has a little bit of, uh oh, I'm totally blank. The left tackle from San Francisco. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name Trent right Williams. now. Trent Williams has a little bit of Trent Williams in yeah. him. He says like, he's clearly yeah. been watching some Trent Williams. And so that, that makes me really excited to see what he can be. And it, even after the pick was made on, uh, so, on on some of the draft shows, you heard them, Lewis Riddick saying that Donald Wright could end up being the best player in the draft. That's how high he is on him. So so I think there's a getting, lot of praise around it. Th- th- I know. I know th- I th- I'm getting that you're getting way ahead of. I think
2: you're right. I heard that as well. And uh, what I was going to say is that you're going to find like Baldy had his, uh, the highest rated offensive tackle. Lewis Riddick said he could be the best player in the draft. You're going to find different mm. prospects that are having different analysts say the same things about them, right? The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But what the bears did do was that they got an offensive upgrade at a position of need. And, you know, the things, this is the beauty of the draft and also the thing that drives people crazy. We're in a football mad uh, or or passionate city for, for the bears or else we wouldn't be doing this right now. So it's not going to be so much focused on, who they got sometimes it's going to be on who they didn't. And the conversation will, again, as I said, revolve around why they passed on Carter, who's going to be a future star. If he can stay on the field and also Adam, the next pick went to the Titans, Peter Skronsky. There's a lot of people very disappointed in Chicagoland tonight because main South Northwestern textbook technique. And here's a guy that if you're going to draft an offensive lineman, a lot of people will wonder why not him? Why not now? It's a fair question, Mm -hmm. but we need to go back to and slow down and take a deep breath, be consistent. And what we said going in was, these are two guys in the front office. The general manager, Ryan Poles, and Ian Cunningham are both offensive linemen in college. Ryan Poles tried out with the Bears as an offensive lineman. They know what they're seeing. They know they're they're experts at this, right? So Mm -hmm. if they believe that this is the best right tackle available right there, then I think you got to trust them for a while until they have done anything or something to squander that trust.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that that's a really good point. They, they haven't done anything to show us yet. It, it, we still, we're still getting to know this staff. I mean, they had so little to work with as far as resources in the last year, and we're pretty obviously deliberately trying to not necessarily – or they weren't trying to be bad, but they weren't trying to be good. Let's just put it like that. And, and so we're still getting to know them. And so they haven't given us a reason to doubt that they, that they don't know what they're doing when it comes to the offensive line. And and when it comes to Peter Skaronsky, I think I would have been perfectly okay. Had they taken him? I, I understand the concerns about his arm length and the idea that he might profile as a really good guard and, and, but might have to, you know, but might not make it at tackle because of the arm length. But, pretty much a, a lot of people say he's the most pro ready lineman in the draft because of his footwork and because of his uh, just, you know, he walked in and, and had to start basically day one at Northwestern. And so I think that it would have been a, a good pick still, even if he ends up going inside the guard and ends up being a really good guard. I, I, you know, if you get a good player, you get a good player. I understand that guard isn't as valuable as tackle, but all that being said, I understand why they would pass on Skaronski, who might not work out at tackle, to take Darnell Wright, who you're more confident in being a day one starter at tackle and in, in the NFL.
2: You better, you better count on him yeah. to be a day one starter. That's the purpose of the exercise. That's what being bad was all about. So now mm-hmm. you weigh the first round pick that you lost 14 games for. The first overall pick has resulted in Darnell Wright. DJ Moore and the other draft picks that are, uh, they got from the Panthers but right now those two guys are your first round draft picks right versus yeah. let's say against the Texans who got their, their they got two really good first round draft picks the Lions will end up with a couple that was a surprise them going oh. <laughs> for the, the the running back who told Demir David Montgomery who, who told David Montgomery that the yeah. lions drafted a running back. He picked the lions over the bears. Yeah, and now that, he's got a crowded
0: room. That is so real quick, since you brought it up, I will say like, this is why, and and Jameer Gibbs could end up being good for, it could get it being be really good for them. And so, but the lions have another first round pick where Jameer Gibbs is absolutely going to be available. I think, I think that they're the only ones that were taking Jameer Gibbs that high. Number one, Number two, this is why I've been saying for years, the Detroit Lions are assumed bad until they prove otherwise. Them doing stuff like this. I think that's the dumbest pick of the draft so far. And, you know, as we've been recording, we haven't been tracking the picks in the last 15 minutes. It's right before nine o'clock in Chicago right now. But, But that was that was something. And I mean he better be awesome. And then again, you mentioned David Montgomery. Why did you sign David Montgomery to go out and draft a running back with your first pick? It doesn't doesn't make much sense to me.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. So just to recap, Darnell Wright is 6'5, 330. He's got speed. He's got power. He's 21 years old. He had a really strong season at Tennessee. His best resume tape has been blocking Will Anderson and neutralizing him, the Alabama rush end who went third overall to the Houston Texans. And he allowed just eight total pressures, did not surrender a sack at right tackle. He dominated it, Will Anderson, as I said, and also had strong games against Georgia and LSU, pretty good teams, pretty good competition in the SEC. So he was one of four guys that you expected to go in the first round at offensive tackle. Three of them went off the board in the first uh, 11 picks. That tells you the run was on. And I think you're going to just see more at one of the stronger positions in the NFL draft. The Bears got their guy. We are reacting immediately to it. It's going to be a fun draft. It has been a whirlwind first round already. A lot of great activity. Paris Johnson, we should point out, went to the Cardinals who moved down. Uh, They traded out, then they traded back. And it was like Sonny Weaver Jr. was running (laughs) the Cardinals for a moment. And they take Paris Johnson Jr., Adam, I thought that was the guy that was ideal for the Bears. I don't know mm-hmm. if Wright is as ideal, but they were um, there. It, it was a moot point anyway, because I think the Cardinals got themselves a really good left tackle in Paris.
0: I Yeah, I think they did too. And I would, I, I, you know, we don't know what the Bears draft board looked like, but I think that a lot of people agree that Paris Johnson's the best tackle in the draft, and you know there's a reason he's the first tackle off the board. And you know you're you're hearing the experts say after the pick was made that the Cardinals were ready to take him at three. That's how much they liked him, and they got a haul of picks and then moved back up to six and still got their guy. So I mean that's a savvy move right there. And and you know yeah, and the Texans making back to back picks in the top three. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was crazy.
2: That was crazy. <laughs> and, that was crazy. Yeah. So they're one of the big so, winners of the draft tonight, I think.
0: Yeah. and Yeah. And yeah. And getting Will Anderson and CJ Stroud, you, know, you had to give up a haul, but they have a ton of picks. And I mean, I think they come coming into this draft. They had 12 picks and next year they had 11. And so yeah, they, they had the picks to do it. It was just wild seeing it. But so anyway, back to Paris Johnson. Yeah. I think that I really wanted Paris Johnson. You know, there's a, re- there's a reason you guys picked him on our show a couple days ago. He's he's really interesting and smart, and I think that would have been really fun to bring in. And he happens to be a really good player, so, so that, that that was mild, mildly disappointing. But I'll take Donald Wright.
2: Yeah. They, they pivoted, they moved down, they got their guy. More conversation later on the Take the North podcast with Dan Weeder. You can get us on your free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us on 670 Scores' YouTube page. We'll have more reaction throughout the weekend. We wanted to get on the board with our immediate response and reaction to Darnell Wright becoming a Chicago Bear. Thank you for listening to the Take the North podcast. For Adam Szynski, I'm David Hall. Keep listening. We'll talk to you later. Bear down.